And hello there again, our lovely Whiffit Outers. How are you doing? How is your week going? We want to know all the goss. You're here with your host, Sophie James, and our wonderful, wonderful Nicole Evans. How are you, Nicole? Living the dream, Soph. Living the dream. You look like you're living the dream, love. I've just got out the shower. I'm child-free tonight. Yes. So I've, I've gone in the shower, I've washed my hair, and I've shaved from the eyebrows down. So I'm like, you know, like, you'll know what it's like when you have kids. Like, I never have a shower to myself anymore. So it's really lovely to be able to shave my legs in peace. I kind of think that maybe we shouldn't be recording this right now tonight. If you shave from there down and you're all nice and clean, maybe you should go and see your husband, Nick. (laughs) Don't know where he is, (laughs) Soph. I did this for me. Just for you. (laughs) so guys it's been an interesting week here at the with it we've had lots of um interesting posts and articles go out so i hope you've been enjoying the website which is by the way www.thewhippetmedia.com and and we're going to kick it straight off aren't we nick we are indeed i know we said last week we were going to do some embarrassing stories but we, we like to have our finger on the button here, don't we, Sophie, whip it out. So we we, um, we picked up on a post that was put out on the groomer and we're going to go for that one instead. So make sure that you keep sending us your embarrassing stories. We have got a few there. Make sure, please, God, please send us your voice notes, people. We like to hear your voice. Yes. Send us your voice notes and tell us your embarrassing stories. Um, so this week, the topic was on the groomer. So I'll read the post out because it was our very own Ryan Lee who wrote it and he did a little poll. And he said, so the Whippet recently published an article that was very informal and discussed a groomer's frustration at knowing what to charge. We would like to know, do you think swearing is appropriate on the Whippets website? And it doesn't just have to be on the Whippets website. It can be in any professional manner. Do you swear in the grooming salon? Do you think it's okay to swear amongst groomers or your colleagues or your staff? Or if you, you know, if you, if you work for somebody else to each other, to your boss? Or even your clients. Even your clients, yeah. So that's what we want to know, swearing, because it seems like there was a huge divide in in people's opinions on it yeah Yeah, the majority looking at the figures said no it doesn't bother me so 590 people said no it doesn't bother me and we had 51 people say no I love it so there was a good 650 people that were on the happy side of it then we have 50 people saying yes I don't like it and 18 people I'll let you say what it says fuck the snowflakes (laughs) And uh, three people said, yes, I'm very offended. So where do you stand on this, Nick? Well, I think it's obvious. See, this website, we we pride this website on being completely free of speech, that it's a sweary podcast, I swear. Um, we do have a disclaimer out there for anybody who is offended by swearing, that the no before they start listening that they will be swearing. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't go overboard, really. Well, I don't. Do I? Sometimes. It just depends, I think, on people who are listening. So so for me, if you haven't picked up already, I don't swear at all. Well, I try not to swear at all. There's the odd slip up, but generally I try not to swear. Um, and it's not that I find it offensive, um, but I personally, I'm a Christian, so I try not to swear in that re- respect. And I just find it a bit... It's not in my character now. I've like trained myself out of swearing for so long. However, 
when I was 18, believe it or not, a word beginning with C was my favorite word. So you can imagine 18 year old Sophie compared to this Sophie now, we're quite different. Um, but every, each to their own. But I do, personally, have to say, I do have to say though, although Sophie doesn't swear, she will occasionally say twat when yeah. she's really pissed off and it is the best thing ever. <laughs> But you I get really, Sophie's really pissed off when she's like, oh, God, what a twat. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is like, it's funny because I've got a um, nearly three year old now. Oh, my gosh, three year old. And she's now really copying things we say. And so I also say crap. And my husband really hates me saying it because he thinks it's a swear word. So he thinks crap and twat are, are a swear word. So I keep messing up in front of my daughter and I just know one day she's just going to say it. Um, but yeah, for me personally, in a professional sense, I hate swearing. Um, like, it's, like I would say that this is a very informal, fun pet podcast. So I think it's very relaxed. Um, however, if you swore like you do on this podcast to one of my clients... I would feel really uncomfortable. So Ryan um, is one of my business partners, um, not just the Whippet, but he's also owns part of our salons. And he is hilarious because the culture in Northern Ireland is definitely sweary. And he <laughs> he did um, his first seminar at our salon, his first ever seminar. And he basically borrowed one of the dogs from our clients. We went and dropped it home to their house afterwards. And he turned around and went, oh, she's effing um, a cutie on the table or something. And he used the word effing. And you saw this lovely um, woman who is from Surrey who has never really heard much swearing probably in her life, like literally like flutter her eyelids at him and go, oh, okay. Because <laughs> she just wasn't used to it. And I think it is a bit like where you come from, if you're brought up around it or... If, like for us, swearing is definitely swearing. It's not something you use as an adjective, whereas Ryan definitely uses swearing as an adjective. <laughs> um, yeah. See, I, I, I swear quite a lot. Um, but having said that, I didn't hear my parents swear until I was 19. So I wasn't brought up around swearing. The That's first funny. time I heard my dad say fuck was when I was 19. <laughs> wow, yeah. that is so funny. I remember being on a roller coaster at Fort Park with my dad. And he used to, it was really cute. I, I was bullied when I was younger. So he used to pick me up from school and take me straight to Fort Park or Chessington because we had an annual pass, which was amazing. And at the theme park, I remember going on one of the rides and I said to dad, is it okay if I say shucks? And he said, <laughs> yes. So I went on this roller coaster and I was going, shucks shucks oh. shucks <laughs> oh my god Sophie <laughs> but yeah in a professional sense in the salon I find it really funny because all my our staff know I hate swearing so hardly any of them will swear in front of me but when I'm not around they will swear with each other or chat or if they're like are you worker. okay with that as a boss that they swear amongst each other if, as long as it's not in front of a client uh no I like if I'm in the salon or we're in the salon I don't want them swearing especially in upstairs however my sister thinks I'm a complete prude and should be fine with it so it's completely different but if they ever swore at me I would be really angry um is that your would you call them a twat 
I, I just feel like it's disrespectful to swear at your boss. Um, but if they say, like, sometimes they'll say it in, like, sentences, obviously, and I'll just be like, but if a client was ever to overhear it, I'd then be taking that staff member to the side and say, look, you really need to be aware. Because people do overhear it, and it, and in the culture where we are, in our, like, our town, like I said, that woman looked at Ryan like, okay, as he swore at her, it's not as accepted. So maybe if I was brought up in a different place and I was in Northern Ireland, maybe I'd be using it as an adjective, but everyone's different. And I, I don't swear in front of my son and he's six. Yeah. So he's at that very much at that age where he is hyper aware and he's like sort of starting to hear it at school and things like that. And um, he was messing on the other morning and he wouldn't put his coat on. And I went, will you hurry up and put your coat on and start faffing around? And he went, oh, you swore, mummy. And I went, no, I didn't. I said faffing. He went, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said fucking. I was like, oh. <laughs> where did you hear that? My beautiful, sweet baby angel <laughs> brought from the heavens and that awful monstrosity just came out of your mouth. And then I get on the phone to Ryan and I'm like, fucking hell, you should have heard what, Ryan, what Theodore said this morning. <laughs> it is funny, isn't it? But I also think like there's an aspect, so for instance, like me and Ryan did 30 ways and Ryan swears a lot and I don't swear. And now we played a little bit on that in, the, in our seminar, which is 30 ways to make 30% more profit if anyone who uh, came along, holler at you. And if you didn't, you missed out. Um, but I think some people found it quite offensive when Ryan swore there. We did obviously put warnings out, et cetera. But I personally felt that it was, you could pay to come and see it if you wanted to. The warnings were out there. And that is Ryan as a person. And he is, um, you either you either like him or you don't like him. It's, it's not just, to be fair, it's not just Ryan. There's quite a lot of people who do, who are like, who are like that. Well, I like that. Like and I, I would have absolutely no qualms swearing in front of anybody in like, you know, if we were at a grooming show, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that that's unprofessional when it's peer-to-peer. Yeah, no. Uh, Client-wise, yeah. I know a lot of my clients very well there's some that I would feel comfortable enough swearing in front of and others where I wouldn't dream of it um so like there's this one woman who will constantly swear when she's in the salon and then sometimes I'll swear as well she'll she calls a dog a little shit bag and she's like have you got have you got the shit bag and then I'll go come on then shit bag <laughs> so it's like them them it's, I think it's about reading the room for yeah me, my customers yeah. but uh, then I feel like if you're like um like leading like I'm sure Ryan, if he was teaching a um, class of students or something, he would only, he wouldn't swear when he's just teaching. He would he would only do it as like a jokey thing and interacting with them. He's not going to be like so in the angulation, the f in row row. Like it's not like that if that makes sense. So I don't know. It's just it's just everyone's different. And I'm a bit of a prude. I'm obviously a prude. Like a lot of people aren't like me. Most people do swear. Um, so but, let's, let's take it back to back to the bones of where, where this actual question came from. So we published an article that was um, that had fuck in the title. Yeah, so it was what the fuck do I charge? Yeah. And it was written by one of our content creators who is a peer. Um, so obviously, for anybody who doesn't know the Whippet, we have a team of content creators who are just groomers. Um, some are behaviorists and they'll go away, they'll write articles, they'll submit them into us. We pay them for it and we they use our site as like a platform. So it's very much not the Whippet's opinion on anything. It's very much a collective opinion of lots of different people in the industry. 
So is that I personally think that if that's how that groomer wants to come across by swearing, I I enjoyed the article, swearing or not. I thought it was a great article. I wouldn't have put it out there if I didn't. Um, and I think if that's how somebody wants to to put something across, then they should have that freedom of speech to do so. Now, there was quite a few comments. Should we go to the comments and, and see what, what people have said? Yeah, let's let's go through the comments. I, another thing I'd probably add to that is that, like you said, the Whippet is is a pe- the people's platform and it's not just one voice. So therefore, I think it's okay for each individual writer to project their own personality. And if we didn't do that or we altered that, then it wouldn't be the people's voice. Um, yeah. 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 So I do, I do mum's life, don't I? And in mum's life, I talk about how what it's like to be a working mum and some of the struggles that you have trying to balance and do the juggling act and stuff. And I very frequently swear in that because sometimes like it's really fucking difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's cringing even when I'm saying it. She's like, Nicole, no, no, no. <laughs> right. So we've got Blake Hernandez and he said, this is why I prefer events that I throw myself. I get excited or passionate and cursing comes out. When I work for formal trade shows, I've been told there were complaints at my cursing. So now I have to be careful there. Okay. Fair enough. So mm. Maria has said, I think there was few too many fucks for one article. I'm sure most of us swear on a daily basis, but when you're writing a professional article, it should be toned down to cater to the wider audience. So mm. she's had 20 likes on there. So there's lots of people who, who have agreed. Um, yeah. Lots of people saying that they, well, Je- Gemma Giblin has said, I have a potty mouth, but a few times, I don't know why, but it made me question it and I'm not a snowflake. So I think that there's obviously there's an undertone there of that it's acceptable but only to a certain extent yeah yeah so ruth graham says it's real natural and i can relate to it if it's the best word to describe the situation go for it yeah tracy douglas has actually backed up what your point was about ryan there and she said swear words are a part of my vocabulary and think it's more common for us northern irish folk to use swear words in every sentence (laughs) So, um, it's funny watching Ryan trying to make sure he doesn't swear around children, um, and especially my child. Um, he knows that he's not supposed to, so you can see he's like, uh, uh, <laughs> he doesn't know what to use as the adjective. Yeah. Um, we've got uh, Marlene, if that's the way you say it, Newhouse. She says, in my opinion, it's unprofessional. There are many other non-offensive words in the English language which could be used as an alternative. And there's six people that like that, so... Mm-hmm. So this is this is a comment that was questioned quite a lot. So Suzanne Grande, or Grand, I'm not sure. Sorry, Suzanne, I'm not sure how to pronounce your last name. Uh, so she said, I don't think that it's professional. Therefore, the credibility for the article was lost. So there's been a few sort of comments on there that I think the word credibility. So right, it was actually Ryan who put if Richard Branson sat down to give you business advice and he chose to swear, knowing his background and the success he has managed to build, you would describe him as not being credible. I ask because I've met him and he swears like a trooper. So I think that's quite interesting to think, for Suzanne's opinion, to think that you're not mm. credible if you yeah. swear. That's, yeah. that's really interesting. I think also people are trying to work out what the whip it is, like, because it's so new. Yeah, Some people see it as just, about like the lockdown events that we've done or unlocked which is very educational but the actual platform and the website is very 
it's a one place fits all. So you've got educational class stuff, you've got very relaxed stuff, you've got opinions, you've got pe- every, all different people's opinions on there. So I think people obviously sometimes might be looking at um, things because they're not sure what it is. I wouldn't expect, for instance, City and Guilds or ICMG to have swearing in their content because they are strictly educational um so that's another point so we've got mike what videos don't we and um in the whipex videos where they're teaching how to do certain bits you wouldn't expect and i i don't think it would be appropriate for that to be have swearing in it because that's an educational piece um whereas this this particular article that um was written by daisy lee so she's a fantastic writer and when I wrote it, when I read it, sorry, I really got the feel that she was, it was like a way of her portraying her frustration. And although she asked the question, what the fuck are we supposed to charge? She didn't actually have the answer. She was just sort of putting out there the common sort of um, issues that come up. And like everybody always says, you know, it depends on what area you're in. Some people say there should be a blanket cost and it's so confusing. It's a minefield. And she was, I think she used them swear words to really sort of hone in on that frustration. And that's yeah. what came across to me. It, obviously it didn't come across like that to everybody and that's fine, but we don't put stuff out there that is always going to appeal to everybody. We have a wide variety of stuff out there and I think that's the beauty of it. And that's what- If only you had a uh, kind of thing on your computer, which would um, star out a swear word if you're offended by them. You could just hit that button and then you'd no one would be offended. One so, thing though that I do think that we will change in the future, and obviously, Sophie, you know the whip it. We always take feedback. And if there's something that we we think we've done wrong, we will rectify it. And I think that one thing we've learned from that is that we won't put the swear word in the title. Yeah. Because I think that you literally cannot get away from it if it's literally banging your face. If you're offended by it, you've got no other choice than to read it. So I think that's one thing that the Whippet will take away from the feedback that we've got is that we will not put it in the title and we will put a disclaimer on the page to say this one contains swearing. So hopefully that'll make quite a lot of people happy. Yeah, definitely. So Mike Wildman wrote, for God's sake, if put over by a professional in a proper manner, it means no harm. We all swear. I don't. Um, there's a time and a place and sometimes the place is in the industry it's a natural form of objectives so it's really interesting because it's quite a divide actually what people think of it so that but the whippet's intention was not to offend um and we'd love to hear more opinions on it and if there's anything else you think the whippet can improve on please let us know because it's not our platform it's your platform so it's and if you want to do some content writing let us know as well because we're always open for new people aren't we nick yeah exactly and if you if you really hate swearing let's write an article about it and send us it in and we'd love to hear like these these you know different voices and do not you don't ever think that just because you think that you're a rubbish writer or you didn't you won't know how to put it together that does not matter i edit everything so you could literally come to me with an idea bullet point it we can write that article together and we can get it out there so don't ever think that it's if you're a crap writer that you can't be involved because you totally can um one of our other content creators ellie stamps actually made quite a good point which i tend to actually agree with so ellie has put ellie stamford 
Personally, I like to read articles written in the author's authentic voice, whatever that may be. I quite like that. I think that's I think that's good. That sums it up quite nicely. Yeah, no, sums really. it up quite nicely. But if you want to read more of it, go on to the groomer group on Facebook and there's the whole thread there. So you can comment, you can you can vote in the poll and put your opinion out there. So you hear that though, but most of the people listening to this podcast hopefully it's you know we've got the people coming back week after week after week um our audience is literally growing every week i know i haven't updated you with the figures lately sophie but i will after the podcast because it's just absolutely flown in the last week for some reason well we're glad that you're all with us and i hope you choose to stay with us and nicole isn't offending you with her swear words (laughs) and if i am fuck off (laughs) that was a joke please don't don't worry (laughs) sophie jane's podcast on her own will be coming soon What would that be about then? All about me, Nicole. Everyone oh. wants to know all about me, obviously. It's all about you. It's, it's all about you, baby. <laughs> right. Okay. So we're going to also talk today about um, elderly dogs. Now, what's the eldest dog that you have come to your salon or have owned, Nicole? Uh, I used to groom a 19 and a half year old Yorkie. Um, I actually didn't think that that dog should have been alive, to be honest, because it was in so much pain. Like it was when I used to go house to house um, and it had a massive, massive tumour on its testicle that Mm. literally made its balls like scrape along the floor because it was so heavy but they couldn't operate on it because they were like well he's not going to make it through the surgery so he just had to drag these balls around with him oh bless him um it's horrible like that isn't it i had a um nearly 19 year old dog myself uh she died actually when my daughter was born about four weeks after she was born um but it was quite nice that the dog that i had growing up actually managed to see my daughter and we've got a picture of all three of us and then she passed but she definitely was getting to that point where you I think there's a point at the end of their life where you're like mm, is it time is it not time and every time we booked an appointment at the vet thinking it was time she'd have a spring in a step the next day and you'd feel bad by doing it so you would put it off and luckily she went in her sleep lesser um very peacefully that's all you want isn't it for your dogs that's what I always think like as if they just go in the sleep and you'll be happy but more often than not that really doesn't happen that way so no. my, my last dog she was 16 she was a shih tzu she's beautiful um she died when she was 16 and she fought to the bitter bitter mm-hmm. end and she'd she what actually killed her in the end is she had she got an ear infection and the infection spread to her spine and she totally lost the use of her back legs and started losing toilet control. But even still, she would drag her limpy ass all the way over at that dog bowl and finish off her dinner in record time. She that that kid was just like there was no stopping her. And then in the end, it got to the point where she was in she was in pain all the time, and yeah. we, we had to put her to sleep. Yeah, and I'm led to believe, and this is be, might be interesting to any anybody. I know it's quite a sad subject to anybody, but she did not go first time she fought the um the no way 
and it was so traumatic and she screamed she was screaming and screaming and they had to put a second I mean she was a oh. tiny little thing she was tiny oh Nick and we were like we've got the vets is this normal and the vet was like no no they don't normally do this they normally just go to sleep but she didn't she was she like fought it she really fought it so what um, I, was, I, I was always curious to see whether anybody else's dogs did that because what I, from what I know of everybody else's experience they just sort of like slipped off nicely yeah oh how horrible Nick did they have to just inject her again yeah yeah they just had to come in and do it again and oh. she she did go the second time thankfully by that point I nearly took a shovel to her myself I was like <laughs> I just need it over <laughs> oh darling it's she was really so horrible ready. isn't it I so yeah I had two ends of the spectrum I had Tilly the 18 and a half year old who lived there all her life and she was great and then I had Peggy who was four and had cancer and died so it's really hard isn't it you just never know how long you've got with these beautiful souls so you want to hug them while you can but loads of people on the post that we put on the whipping put some cute photos of all these little souls so have a little look we'll read through some of them now so We've got a 19-year-old border terrier. He's lovely, blind, deaf, and sits in the cage quite patiently and lets me blast his face. Bless him. Oh, that's really that's Emily Salisbury. Salisbury, sorry. And then we've got Natasha Danks. Um, there's a little, her little Jack Russell is 18 and is showing no signs of going over the Rainbow Bridge yet. I just wish they could last forever, you know, uh-huh. like... I know. There's one here from Linda Hallett, and she said that she used to groom a lasser called William from the age of four months to the age of 21. Wow. That must have been so, like, I, my very first client um, that I ever took money for, she's called PT. Um, she's uh, 16, coming up 17 now. Mm. And um, I've groomed her since she came over from Holland, the, the importer over from Holland. And she was such a sweet dog, but now she's blind, she's deaf, and she's definitely got some sort of dementia going on because she just howls the whole way through a groom. But I've just noticed recently her um, her, her owner, her mum, died um, of cancer really suddenly at Christmas. And she started pulling all of her hair out. And since then, since her, her owner actually died, she's really gone downhill. I, I actually said to the, her husband, I, I said, I don't, I think that she's sort of coming to where and she's really declining and it was just like oh no it's like it's since Hanny died so it's it's sad because it obviously affected a lot because she was her dog and she was obviously that stressed out and she literally plucked her own hair out until she was raw underneath all on both sides of her body it was horrible it's so hard when a dog's got that solid connection and I've got a quite a few clients and you wonder who's going to go first. Is it going to be the dog or is it going to be the owner? And it's really horrible to see it either way because it breaks either one of their hearts, you know. Um, it's just horrible. There's, there's Georgina Keating has put a photo up. I'm just so cute. His name is Bobby and he's 24, 24 year old. Like that's the oldest I've ever seen. That's the it? oldest I've ever seen. Yeah. Well. And he looks sprightly. He looks good. He does. He looks, and he's got a lovely little groom going. And is he a Norfolk? Yeah, I think so. Or a Norwich? No, Norfolk. 
I'm not sure. Take a look and, and comment underneath anyway. It's on the Whippet Facebook. Yeah, page. go and have a little look. We've got quite a few that are sort of 18 and 19. Um, Another person who's got a 24-year-old set of Yorkies. They were born before her. One was the dad to the other. So... Amazing. Amazing. Well, this this post actually came about because um, Ryan's dog Whisper. She's twenty one. She's a golden retriever. And I visited Ireland um, when we did Groomers Unlocked International, and I met Whisper for the very first time. And she's a little bit of a celeb round uh, round in Northern Ireland, isn't she? Because of Yellow Dog. Yeah, yeah. She's, 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 she's a true. darling. For a golden to get to twenty one, she's crazy. She's such a sweetheart as well. Um, and right, is it was it about eleven? Ryan was when he got her. He was eleven. Well, he's about forty nine now. <laughs> <laughs> How old is he? He's thirty three this year. Thirty three. Thirty three this year. Yeah. Um, and she's twenty one. So he got her at twelve. Yeah. Quick maths from me. Very very um, quick maths. There's just no end to Sophie's talents. I know. She can do maths. I mean, she pisses pisses herself on occasions. But, you know, <laughs> other than that, she's a fantastic person to have around. <laughs> but yeah, it's really sweet. He's got that lovely bond. He's managed to have her for 21 years so far. So really, really special. Just always, always like worry. The longer it goes, like it's honestly, it's like losing an actual full member of your family. It, oh, completely. It and totally caught me off guard. The, yeah. The grief side of things when it comes to your dogs. And yeah. And, and there's, that's what I don't get and understand with people when they say, it's just a dog. No. What? 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 <laughs> They're like your best friend. Like, I, I don't think I'll ever... I never really got close. That sounds awful. With with my dog that I grew up with, I really wanted a dog because I wanted a friend, and I was quite young, and I and I felt like I didn't have many friends, so I really wanted a dog to have been my friend. And Tilly was quite a little diva, and she didn't want me to play with her, so I was a bit offended when she came after all these years of pining after a dog. I finally got one, and she didn't want to be my friend either. So it's quite heartbreaking for me. So we never really bought, like I loved her, but we weren't like you know those dogs that you're soul really dogs. close with yeah soul dogs, yeah and my soul dog was peggy and i i don't think i'll ever get over her dying at four years old um it was very traumatic came back from holiday and she she just wasn't herself rushed her to the vet and she died that night so bless it i think she was holding out for me to come home as well um but it's just this this connection and all of you guys that are listening i'm sure are nodding because You've all felt that, that connection with a dog and they can't even speak your language, but there's just that friendship there. Yeah. And it's like with, especially for when you first sort of do your firsts, for me, when I got Alba, when my partner used to work away, it was just me and Alba. And then when we got our first house, there was Alba. When I had my first baby, she was there. When I was sick, she was there. And they just go through everything with you. And although they're not like they can't talk to you or they can't, you know, communicate in their sort of a part of your life, you don't realise how much a big impact that they have when they go. I remember when um, Millie, my Shih Tzu, died, tripping over thin air because I always expected it to be under my feet all the time. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, it's so hard because they're so they are so special so it's I, we would love to hear more stories and we'd love to see more pictures especially and soul dogs any any other stories of like when a dog 
just connects with you beyond so I remember any time I felt down Peggy would put her head literally on my chest even if I wasn't crying sorry to interrupt you there but have you ever had always do (laughs) to get used to it just (laughs) shut up Um, have you ever had that connection with a dog that's ever come in your grooming salon uh yes uh there is a few that I can think of that came in so regularly that I had that connection with. That um, you know for a fact that if their owner was just like, I don't want it anymore, that you wouldn't oh, be your husband did just be like, it's staying. <laughs> yeah, I can think of three on the top of my head that 100% would be coming home to me. Yeah. Um, you? I have, I, I, right, this is a controversial one, but I really dislike Spaniels. Spaniels? Yeah, I just really dislike, the, I just... There's just something about Spaniels. I groom, I groom loads of them, but I don't... They're one of them dogs that are just a bit meh for me. They're just like, you know, they just don't do anything for me. Um, but I had this one that came in. She was called Betty. And as literally, as soon as she came in, I looked in her eyes, she looked in mine, she spoke to me, and we were just like, I, I get you, mate, I get you. <laughs> You were made you were made it's 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 so nice to have that connection I think sometimes it's hard in a grooming salon to have that because you are focused on like getting the job done and you haven't got that long with them but when you do have that like there's dogs that used to come to me every week or every two actually I can think of five or six dogs there was a couple of dogs that I used to dog sit for and they are literally like I call them my foster children because they stayed with me so often Mm. and yeah and they're getting old now all of the ones that I like have that complete connection with are going getting old now because I haven't been grooming as much recently as you guys know um I'm out of the salon a bit so I don't really have that I don't even know all the clients now so it's very sad I know oh. <laughs> well, at least you won't have to squeeze in or glance off so silver linings and all that Silver linings. I'm just, as we're just talking there and we're talking about all these like sad things and the connection and I just looked at one of the comments from the swearing post and Danielle Burke has put, said, pretty sure I know my answer on swearing and she shaved a penis into the back of one of her dog's corpse. Hilarious. It's not just a normal penis. It it definitely has something coming out the end of it. So well done, Danielle. Well done. (laughs) Congratulations. Congratulations on that one. So... We've uh, talked your head off uh, this week and we have uh, Madromania coming up. Yep, yep, yep. And we've got a special guest next week, Nick. Sophie, tell us, who is it? Am I allowed to say? You're allowed to say. So this lovely lady is from Canada and it's Barbara Procrell. So very excited to have her on next week very very excited she's an awesome groomer and um, check her out on facebook if you haven't already but she has many titles to her name she is a wealth of knowledge and she's just such a lovely person so i'm looking forward to having a giggle with her and another thing she's actually judge in in uh, madromania amazing so, so that's you- why she's coming on she's coming on to talk to us about judging at madromania and um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the irish grooming championships next week so it's online again um 
so make sure that you tune in for that you can buy tickets now i know that they have a early bird price on at the moment so if you are wanting to compete make sure you get your entries in quick because the prices are going to be going up the early bird will be ending and you will miss out on that fantastic deal so that will be on the 14th and 15th of november so you can start growing out your dogs now it's about five and a half weeks away brilliant and if you have any juicy questions you want us to ask Barbara let us know because we want to ask Barb questions that she's never been asked before have a real giga with her so if you want to send us a voice note in to 07520 that's it guys thank you so much for listening today and we look forward to seeing you soon yes, thank look you for out. joining us make sure that you join us next week and if you haven't yet bought the naked calendar <coughs> I've got a frog in my throat so oh <laughs> if you haven't yet bought the naked calendar that is still there we have actually split it up now so you don't have to just buy it in a bulk you can buy the men separately you can buy the women separately or you can buy them as a bulk that is on the shop on thewhippitmedia.com so make sure you go there and check that out and I'll be putting a few posts on with the questions that we want you to answer on the Whip It Out podcast group on Facebook so make sure you join that and for now Sophie what have we got to say whip it out